It's the Portland Beer Club Podcast. Beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. Oh, Lisa, you and your story. Bart is a vampire. Beer kills brain cells. Now let's go back to that building thingy where our beds and TV. We want you to want beers. What does he know about butt stuff? David no, Daniel. Not butt stuff. Oh, just, 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 <laughs> no, just David. He's Dan- smooth. I mean, he actually is a professional. He sounds good He's every time. A professional with his butt stuff. Professional butt stuffs. <laughs> you know what? Though the last time, I think he, I think I've heard him explain the premise of Marvel movies like ten times. So far. He he loves Marvel. I know. He does. Yeah. And uh, this is actually the Portland Beer Club podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, episode. Thanks, Chad. Well, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> episode eight. <laughs> Uh, with uh, all repeat guests today, we have Chad. Who? What episode were you on? Do you remember? Like two uh, or three? Two. Two. Episode two. And Marcus is always, and I'm Sean. Uh, today is the 7th of July, 2047. I want to say that Chad was my favorite guest from episode two. <laughs> he was pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean, was, I don't think there was anyone better. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to see if this Chad can do better. Sean was okay. I was, I'm always yeah. just okay. So, yeah. Anyways. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, blowing out the mic. Good to see you. <laughs> I wanted to make it good, very awkward. Good to see you. <laughs> We're all happy you're here. <laughs> oh. So right off the bat, we are drinking a 2013 Abyss from Deschutes Brewery. And everybody pretty much agrees that you can't age an Abyss very long. It's delicious when they're fresh. And they, after about a year or two years, they, you really want to have them gone because they start to get a little metallic-y and brassy. And what are other, what are other words beer nerds use for that flavor? That happens. That that process. Uh, I think there's some oxidation yeah, that oxidation happens. Sure. Yeah, which oxidation you know can be good in certain types of beer. I don't mind a little bit of it. Actually, can but, be another character piece mm-hmm. of the you know whatever you're tasting if but, it works right. Yeah, right. But I yeah I, I agree. I think the past two years because we did a vertical with twelve and thirteen a couple months ago and. Uh, yeah, it just, I don't know, it kind of fell off. Yeah. yeah. The body has definitely fallen off. I have had, uh, like, think, I think at um, the Holiday Ale Fest, they've tapped older vintages of Abyss, and for whatever reason, when you keep CO2 on it, you know, mm-hmm. it definitely, I think it does a better job than bottle, obviously, yeah. keeping oxygen out. And they've been pretty good. So, hmm. but yeah, in bottles, I've had a lot more, I used to have a lot of Abyss. I still have a, quite a bit that's old and yeah. older. And I'm, I've been busting through More my often than not, they're kind of suffering now. Yeah. Mm. So. Killing it. Killing it. Killing it. That's killing abyss. Killing the abyss. Who says that? We must be in Portland. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so, Chad, what are, you, you, it's been six episodes, which we record every two weeks, so it's actually been quite a while since you've been on the show. Uh, you went on a little beer adventure back to the Midwest. you want to talk about that? Yeah, I actually um, went back east, too. Uh, went up to uh, upstate New York yeah. and got to try some, some good stuff. A lot of smaller breweries uh, that I was wanting to try. Uh, had some Maine uh, brewing company. and. Did you go to Maine? No, I didn't go to Maine. Because I know Maine. Maine's in like northern Massachusetts. Right? Yeah, I um or, or Maine. It's or in Maine. Maine. <laughs> sorry, I knew I had. Sorry, I was in the Boston area, were, and I knew I had to go north to get to it. You were thinking <laughs> that's of, all. You're thinking yeah. of Massachusetts Brewing Company. <laughs> you're thinking of Sam Adams. Um, no, so uh, yeah, I I, I like the Maine brewing stuff. I got. I didn't get to have any uh, any of the lunch or breakfast, but I did have their um, uh, one of their other ones. It Dinner. Was, 
Uh, no, I didn't have the. I think it was brunch. Uh, brunch, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> did you? I forget what it was. Eleven Elevensies. Elevensies. Chinese yeah, buffet. Second breakfast. It was. Uh, but it was good. I got to uh, have my uh, old favorite that I used to get when I was really poor out there, which was Smutty Nose uh, Finest Kind IPA. Typical East Coast, you know, malt forward. Uh, mm. Pretty good. Not a lot of fruit flavor. Uh, yeah, but went back uh, to the Midwest, uh, went home to Oklahoma, and visited um, a lot of bottle shops while I was there and shipped a bunch of my uh, prairie home. Uh, we were going to make the run out to Tulsa while we were there, but uh, had some family that was not doing so well and had to be hospitalized so kind of st- stuck around but drink definitely a lot of prairie went to a nice brunch event where they had their uh oaky which is about 11 percent brown ale uh two different versions of it and then a a very very old vintage of it is that barrel aged then at 11 percent, or they, is it just a the standard isn't but they had um they had the coffee oaky which was really good and they actually had the um pirate oaky which was aged in rum barrels and it was fantastic. And I've got both of those bottles ready for us at the Brew Shack whenever we oh, get down there. Delicious. Yeah. So um, got to do that. Um, had some good Anthem brewing uh, while I was out there. They're out of Oklahoma City. Good stuff. Um, yeah, Oklahoma, uh, for, to getting Prairie, we're, we're starting to get more and more of it out here. But I did find a lot that we couldn't get back sure. at home. So it was nice. So shipped uh, about 12 bottles. I just back. saw something. Archbridge, <clears throat> excuse me, Archbridge Tap House has bottles of... It's it's one of the variants on the bomb birthday bomb. No, uh, oh, it's like one of those. Uh, it has like alcohol. Uh, it has alcohol. Oh, that doesn't see, sound familiar you, you, to me. No, 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 no. no. You know, you'll know what I mean when I say it. you. You guys keep talking. For brandy, like brandy oh, barrel age. Apple brandy. Oh, the apple brandy. brandy. Yeah, apple, the brandy. apple brandy noir. We had that yeah. at, at uh, Festival of the Dark Arts. Was we it? Did. Was it? It on was there? there. Yes. Really? That's because right. I had it. I pretty they have, sure they have bottles it of it right now at Archbridge. Because I had um I had known Chase just through other brewers, the head brewer at Prairie, and uh, Fort George contacted me and said, hey, we're doing Festival of the Dark Arts. Do you think you can get Prairie? And I was like, well, I mean, I kind of know him. So I contacted him. I didn't hear anything about it. So if they were on last year, I'm going to take 100% full credit for that. Okay. Apple but Brandy I, Barrel Aged Bomb at Archbridge right now. I have that in, at home as well. In yes, I had now. the Apple Brandy Barrel Noir. Yeah. Not okay. the bomb. Sorry, the noir. Yeah, the noir. Wow, was, it was there? Yeah, it was at Fort George. God damn it. I'm and you know what I gave it? That. I gave it a 4.75 out of 5. Nice. Yeah, it's good. I've had it before only in bottles, and I've got uh, yeah, I've got it. I've got the Prairie, uh, the Oaky variants at home, and a bunch of other stuff. That I said lots try. of chocolate and apple brandy. Yeah, Very smooth. it's good. It's it one of delicious. the best beers I've had from them. Yeah. The dark, they're darker stuff. Yeah. Definitely really good. Hmm. But yeah, that was my trip back, and now I'm here, and I'm well. <laughs> Finally. Finally. Are you glad? You're wearing an Oklahoma City Thunder shirt. Are you glad? Don't bring it up. <laughs> that your team can be led by a new captain? <laughs> he has a chance to shine? Russell Westbrook. Yes, you're, 20, I'm, I'm looking 20. positive. Yeah, yeah, please. Thank yes. you. Yeah, that's that's a lot different than, mo- than what I've been getting Guys. at work. Is, uh, Guys, yeah. this isn't a basketball oh, show. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but Kevin Durant, he... He really messed us up. <laughs> okay, uh, but I am. I, yeah, I'm happy about it. I'm happy. So I, I think I know Marcus's answer, but Chad, uh, you or- do not. Oregon Brewers Festival is coming Son up July 27th through the 31st. Are you going to join us on opening day on the 30 on the 27th? Is it a Wednesday? It is. What time are you going? We go like right when the the doors open at 11:30, taps open at 12. We plan to be there usually about 12. Uh, the aforementioned vacations that I took ate up all of my PTO time. So I'm going to have to either fake being sick to go or go right after my shift at 5. 
Okay. I, I vote for fake being sick. You yeah. just have the diarrhea. You could pull yeah. this off. And I'm on salary, so I could work like half a day mm-hmm. and call it good and then go. See? See that, I'm working go. half a day. Yeah. Maybe now, I should do anyone that. Anyone at work, listen to this. Nope. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Chad Berenzi. You're already sick? <laughs> wow. You were just thinking about that far ahead. It's Chad Berenzi of the Shack Brew. No, I, I had a good time, though. Last year, I um uh, I did a little bit of promo stuff for it and right. actually shot at the at OBF that. last year mm-hmm. and um, kind of followed my friend that visited from Oklahoma uh, around the, the just the whole festival and shot a, shot a bunch of video. Yeah, it was fun. I, I definitely like we, going on Wednesdays. We so. have a big group of beer friends. Wednesday's we generally, good, yeah. We generally meet up with a big group of friends, so filming could be quite fun for you. Yeah, that's a uh, good point. Okay. Yeah. On, I would like to film Chad filming everyone yeah. else. And yeah. we're actually going to so have... Inception of the Brew Shack Show. We're going to yes, have uh, somebody from Old Town Brewing coming on our In One Day radio show this oh, Sunday nice. to talk about their... Because they're, they're going to be at uh, OBF this year to help promote... So, Sweet. And this was the guy who was actually one of the brewers. He was in charge of the Utopias program with Sam Adams mm. for four years before mm-hmm. he came out here nice. to brew. So talking yeah. about that magic. Have you had Utopias? Uh, no. I've seen the bottle. We've had it. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. How much was that bottle? We didn't buy we it. We didn't buy it. Oh, a friend okay. who Someone it. was nice to <laughs> share with us, but <laughs> I do know how much he paid for it. Yeah. How much? 260 Good God. Yeah. Is it worth it? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> I, was, I mean, not even close. Well, you could have said anything. It's worth having a friend who bought it. Worth, oh, yeah. It's worth, oh, yeah. That is, it's about who you know. Yeah. It's, it's a big alcohol bomb. How, what, do you know what percentage it is? I'd, it was 26, 27%, something like that. Oh, can you even call it beer anyway? I don't know. I, uh, yes, because I think the ingredients <laughs> still are, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was interesting. They still conform to the Reinhardtgebot. Right. So I, th- yeah. it, I think it's a. Uh, Beer. Have you been brushing up on that pronunciation? Uh, no, I just, show? I actually just had a frog in my throat. Sorry about that. <laughs> he probably, you didn't, you didn't even say it right. I tried to say Budweiser. <laughs> he got Rosetta Stone <laughs> Budweiser. for his birthday. He got Rosetta Stone. He's been studying. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, also, just real quick, uh, Puckerfest at Belmont Station will be going what, in July. What'd you say? Puckerfest. Oh, okay. We'll be it's going. Family show. What do you think Sorry. I said? Fuckerfest? No. no. Pecker. Or Pecker bu- Fest. That's what we're doing right now, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no. Not like no. That. Yeah, all right, it's a beer show. Wait, it's uh, not like that? Guys. Can I go? Guys. Sorry. <laughs> Pucker Fest at Belmont Station, July 19th through the 25th. Cornelius Cornelius, Cornelius Pass Roadhouse will have their brew fest on July 16th. Bailey's Tap Room uh, has their anniversary in Bourbon Barrel Age Festival on July 30th. And Imperial Bottle Shop will have their anniversary on July 30th, just so you guys know. Mm. Nice. Something to do if you want to go. We've been to the Bailey's Bourbon Durrell yes. uh, Fest a couple we, years ago. With Toby. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we went with Toby. I think I've only, I've, I've been to, because uh, I don't go across the river that much because I, I work on the east side. There's thugs on that side. Yeah. And I, I've been to, you know, I've been to Bailey's and I think I was there the last time with them. They had like the new brewers. Have you been to their upper lip? No, I haven't. Upper I want to go. Dang cool. I wanted to go for that triple IPA blind test. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, right. Mike from PDX Beer, you mm-hmm. should invite me, and I I couldn't go because mm-hmm. it was a weekday or something. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, we need to get him on the show. Yeah, he's got show. a yeah, he's got an event coming up in August. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to get him yeah. on to promote. Yeah, you should. Cool. Uh, and I haven't been to Imperial yet. Is it, is I haven't either. Been? Okay, we need to check that out too at some point. Anyways, I digress. So, do you? What do you guys want to talk about? Um. Uh, <laughs> I say that you guys look at well, each other. <laughs> Help me out, boys. No, let, let's 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 go to our. Let's just get into the topic. Shaving, I'll, yes or no? Huh? What? <laughs> Shaving your beer bottles? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> You're really going to keep us on task tonight, aren't you? <laughs> That's impossible. Oh, Sean. Uh, so before, whenever we do a show, I come up. 
there's three main things we talk about. We have a brewery focus, we talk, we have a topic, and then we have a top six list. And I send you guys out an email or a text saying, hey, here's my ideas. And mm-hmm. then I get shit on and we reform it, form, right. reformulate what we're going to do. You don't shit on me. You guys are awesome. But uh, so... Mm. That's debatable, we have, I think. We have that separate text message string yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah we there, do. There's the thread where you guys keep me hanging all night talking about shit I don't understand, and then I know you guys have your secret text thread where you're talking about things I love. Right, yes. <laughs> we do, but it's mostly in haiku. That's yeah. how we... You text in haiku? So yes. Can only okay. communicate that way. The best top six beer haikus. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Well, this is going to be a long show. Yeah, uh, I was about to say. No, so one of the things I'm, I, I'm interested in, I don't know enough about it, uh, is just... The art of beer labels. Mm-hmm. Beer, beer labels to me, you when you go to the beer shops and you look around, there's some beer labels that drive me absolutely batshit crazy because like one, I can't read the font, I can't find where the where like the ABV is. I don't even, I can't even necessarily see what what brewery it is sometimes because the labels are just so overdone, like they're trying too hard. And there's some labels that are just laid out crystal clear, mm-hmm. but there's no real artistic aspect to it sure so does the age of your eyes play into this at all no because i get really close like an old man okay <laughs> just, good i stick my head Sir, in, the in the fridge, fridge. Yeah. In the yeah. <laughs> my head is in the fridge going, what is that <laughs> <laughs> you read this for me <laughs> oh sean's here again uh, and then so and also i, I was going to research this before we started the show but I, I didn't have time i was told at one point that there's like one person in the entire country who approves all the beer labels because every beer label has to be approved before they can put it out I don't know if it's and, one person. And I don't know if that can even yeah. be true anymore because there's so many breweries now and so many beers coming out that how could one person be doing all that? And for breweries who are like, hey, we're going to like like Block 15 who just put out their Red, White, and Boom for 4th of July. Mm-hmm. I mean, they if to, to have a label for that, they would have had to have planned that a year ago. Yeah, I I am not sure. I I know that there's, there's some things that uh, – like names they can't get away with and mm-hmm. things like that. Like they'll try to put names past mm-hmm. whatever if they're going to have them on bottles. With, I try know. with tricky spelling. and Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But I, I, I think it was you that I had actually heard that from first, that there was one person that was in charge of yeah, I've, doing I've, all the labels. I've always heard this, but I don't know huh. if it's true. I think Marcus is Well, there's a 2014 article that is uh, corroborating what you're saying. There wow. is a singular guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it cool? This is from 2014, though, so I don't know if it's changed. He lives in Alaska in a little cabin. Yeah. <laughs> he has approved virtually every beer label design in the United States. Among brewers, he's, he is a tyrant and a legend wow. and a pain in the ass. And probably yeah. gets a lot of beer for free. <laughs> well, I was I was just thinking, too, because um, it was my wife had brought, bought me a bottle from Lewitt Brewing, and it was uh, one of their bigger beers, and it clearly it has a it's got a guy's name on it, but then it's just goddamn, like spelled out. Just right on the label, I was like, "How did this ever get past anyone? Mm-hmm. Can you just can you just put goddamn oh, on a gosh. bottle? <laughs> so is that two, a goddamn?" <laughs> 2014, when this was was written, what's it the says, source? The guy's name is uh, it is uh, I don't know, Donald but Trump. the guy's it says he has <laughs> approved over twenty nine thousand five hundred beer labels. Wow. Jeez. So it's not even my, like on my untapped. I've had one quarter of those. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's like not even the motion picture like screening like where they've got like a panel of people that'll right. decide like the i don't that, yeah that's strange one person what, I, I mean, mean who who pays him but think about this if you're the brewer <laughs> the federal government really yeah if you're the brewer and probably, you have to and you have yeah. to plan this beer out nine ten because it probably yeah. takes a while to get your label approved and you've got to put the abv <laughs> on there how can you say exactly what your abv is going to be on a beer you have you're not going to brew for eight more months do they craft craft brewers are saying we kid about this but 
he's in Washington. If there's an airstrike on Washington, he's the first guy we're grabbing to put in a bunker. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't get any more labels approved. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I mean, what's the backlog on this guy? I mean, how many labels does he have to get through a day oh, yeah. and say, yeah. you know, how many does he do before lunch? And he's say, probably got like five things he's just got to check. Yeah. It can't be, you know, it can't be offensive. Yeah. It's got to be accurate. Oh, it can right. be offensive. <laughs> the artwork. Has to, I've seen plenty I've of seen offensive, offensive labels. Yeah, the brown note—that's a pretty offensive-looking oh yeah. label. <laughs> is, is it? That's against the grain, right? Against the grain, and it's yeah. got the guy with that? his no. It's oh, underwear, it's, skid mark showing. Skid marks through. showing through his shorts. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's poop everywhere on oh it, like smeared everywhere on that. Yeah, label. they they push the limits with their labels. Yeah. I like their art direction. Yeah. He says he's that, look. But. He says he looks for uh, anything that's misleading, huh. not Ooh. necessarily. Gross. Although I suppose Anheuser Busch butt wiper. Yeah, butt wiper. <laughs> yeah. America. Oh god, that's misleading. So, anyways, that probably got pushed to the top. A of the Belgian-owned pile. company pushing a beer called America. Come on. He rejected oh. a beer called Bad Elf because it featured an elf warning, suggesting that elves not operate toy-making machinery while drinking the ale. <laughs> so can they, I wonder if they can't show someone consuming alcohol on the. Just like you can't you can't do cigarette ads with like people right. smoking or anything, right? He huh. de- he denied a label that featured a hamburger because it implied there was a meat additive in the beer. <laughs> that is so insane. <laughs> How did this pass? What's that? There's no sprockets or chains in this beer. <laughs> Can you guarantee You're that? You failed. You failed. There's yeah. no emptiness in the abyss. I know. <laughs> I sure hope there's no Will Wheaton in this yeah. boot stout. <laughs> tastes it, hilarious. It tastes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to go to space. It really does. <laughs> wow. Oh. Okay. Well, so yeah. artistically, what is it that appeals to you guys about beer labels? Uh, here's the opener. What are we opening? I don't know. What do you guys want to open? You pick. You pick. Well, we've got a Woot Stout. From last year, mm-hmm. we've got the Jose Hosa from Degard, mm-hmm. and we've got a Prairie Farmhouse. Yeah, dark farmhouse. dark farmhouse. Probably finish with the Funkiers. Yeah, yeah, I would say the Woodstock. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so, what is it you like in a beer label? What, what's appealing to you? You know, I like I, I like creativity, but I also like simplistic. Mm-hmm. Being able to read it as well. I mean. And, even talking about Degard, like <laughs> holding up the Degard bottle, that's one of my my favorite label designs. But it's just because cool. It, it it's looks, got their logo, I mean, and everything's just typed out real simple. Yeah, nothing's the, hidden. You can see everything. It's yeah. easy, but it it is hard to distinguish or to differentiate between the different Degard bottles just because they all look the same. Right. Which, they're, yeah. yeah. And I and I don't really mind that, but I mean, <laughs> it it does tell you everything. The description's really clear. Yep. Um, the ABV's right there. It's it's quick to read. I mm-hmm. I look for that. Um, I don't know. I, and then uh, on the flip side, I like Gigantic's labels, too. I mean, they're right. just like works of art. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think they just even had an art show mm-hmm. with their labels and everything. Yeah. Like the, the guy that does the art design or the illustrations for Bob's Burgers did one of the bottles. It was <laughs> it was their um, British uh, pale ale uh, that they did with Three Floyds a couple years mm-hmm. ago. And it was just awesome. Yeah. So, um you know, on the flip side, I, I like clear to read, but then just like good artwork. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Stuff stuff jumps out at you definitely, but mm-hmm. if I see a Degard label, I know I'm going to go read it. Yeah. And I'm going to see what it is. Yeah. Because they just, they do good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I think there are a few, maybe when I was younger, I was a little more impressionable about the actual label influencing me to buy a beer. Now I look at labels 
and I'm looking for particular labels, or <clears throat> if I look at a label and I see something like this Woot Stout, where it's silk screened. I mean, it's yeah. it's really it's they really put some attractive. effort into yeah. it. It's really attractive. you want to buy a glass cutter and turn it into a glass. <laughs> or I look at it and I go, well, they spent the time to make this bottle look really nice. You mm-hmm. know, silk screen it and whatnot. So what is this beer that's in here? This is not just going to be. You know, Bud Light, mm-hmm. yeah, silk screened. It's going to totally. be something that they yeah. put some time into, and they care about this beer. So it makes me kind of take a ten, yeah, uh, yeah. make it a make a note of that. Well, when it's a reserve beer, I want to know what is this. What mm-hmm. am I going to be get? Like, with, they did the Shoots does a great job with their Black Butte with their they, blend. They, they clearly take. tell you mm-hmm. what barrels are used to yep. age it. They tell you chocolate, vanilla, orange. I mean, they they just lay it all out there right on the label. Nice typography on there. It, I I appreciate that. You know, there's other. I don't want to say a particular brewery that I'm thinking of, but their labels are so crazy. It's like graffiti, and yeah. it's like I I can't. I don't even know who the brewer is. I don't know what this beer's even. I can't even mm-hmm. read the name of the beer. Get off my lawn. I do. I mean, there are select uh, labels that you can find where you can't even find the ABV on them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I I typically. <clears throat> I mean, in some ways I don't care about that, but in other ways I do. Like, if, if I don't know what, if this alcohol is eight percent or four yeah. percent, that may determine whether or not I crack it open or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. it may not cr- determine whether or not I buy it, but right. I would like to know that. I mean, that's just kind of a very if it's simple in the night, piece you've of had information. A couple, but you want one more beer, you don't want to yeah. crack open a nine or ten percent. I don't so need you things see, like. What, what uh, you know, something nice as a home brewer. Sometimes it's fun when they're they list things like original gravity and finishing gravity, yeah, that is and, nice. or, or mm-hmm. something like that. I, I mean, I don't know that I need to know IBUs. Because mm. I don't know how much mm. stock I put in IBUs anymore, but um, yeah. you know, yeah. little things like that sometimes are fun. Yeah, and I I think too it's like every I think everyone that drank beer, you know, like when they first started in college, did you guys collect bottles that you thought were pretty? Mm-hmm. I mean, ev- I think everyone did that. Yeah, and yeah, it was, and that was probably what drew me to buy the beer in the first place. Was so when I didn't know a lot about beer, I went to the most fun-looking bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Hobgoblin. Like, when's the last time we've <laughs> ever had a Hobgoblin? I was like, that looks cool. I'll take 10. Yeah. Um, well, in yeah. college, we weren't even drinking that stuff, but it was it was like, oh, let's go find some cool import bottles, and then yeah. you'd line them up on your college window. Exactly. <laughs> college, yeah. Your dorm window. Oh. But, I mean, I, I think it is, and especially, I think we kind of take it for granted living in Portland where we're, you know, we know what's, we know what we like and we know what's good and we're going to try new things. But like for someone that, how intimidating must it be to walk up to a cooler at say like a Belmont mm. station, if you're not super familiar with beer oh, yeah. and just all the different kinds. I mean, you yeah. definitely have to have something that pops. I have been with people where, uh, they're not big beer people and we walk into, uh, gosh, what, like John's market mm-hmm. and just seeing them get paralyzed yeah, because they don't know where to start. There's mm-hmm. yeah, there's thousands upon thousands. Well, and John's of layout in particular, I mean, they're really con- it is it's, condensed. It's, it is mm-hmm. it's condensed. It's, it's kind of yeah, to, claustrophobic. Yeah. And but there's so much beer in there, and they kind of go, "What do I look at here? I don't know right. what." And I'm just like, "Well, look at everything." Because yeah, <laughs> and you see the guy walking out with Henry's. You're like, "Why did you come here?" Because <laughs> <laughs> they sell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So. That was the worst dead air I've ever seen. Like I, I, I made I'm it sure sound gl- like I was going to say something. I'm sure glad that car drove by to break up the <laughs> silence. <laughs> yeah, and by yeah, we, by the way, we've got the window open, so you might hear some shit because it's just really humid here today. It's, it's been really dry, really not raining much, and mm. then all of a sudden today it decided to rain, but the heat is still kind of here, and so it's just it's humid out. Oh, I'm sticky. But it's I'm, not. I know it's not Midwest humid. It's not southern oh, humid. Yeah. But for Portland, this is humid. 
Hey, it's cooled down. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. I'm not like complaining. It. Oh, yeah. We're not even I'm supposed not to get like above the 80s for I know, quite a while. Amazing. I love it. Quite love it. So let's talk about one of our favorite breweries because we do focus on a brewery every episode. And this is a brewery that before we started the show, you, you mentioned you called it a gateway brewery for, for craft mm-hmm. brewery. And I agree with you. Uh, Stone Brewing out of Southern California in particular. I believe they're in Escondido right now is where they're based out of. I think they started in San Diego. I don't know the mm-hmm. difference between San Diego and Escondido because I don't know Southern California. Right. Uh, but they've created... They're different places. They've created quite an empire. Uh, founded in 1996, and they're they the first brewery to go into, I believe, Europe. Mm-hmm. And They have and, two breweries they're opening right now in, in Europe. In particular, they're in Berlin. New breweries. I think Berlin's the Berlin one. one should be opening any Forget where the other one is. second yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, and they're the first American-owned and operated brewery to go to Europe and do so. Jeez. And it was really interesting because I was watching a documentary on this, a documentary or a news piece or something, and you know the Germans were all resistive because you know Germans are very you know, purity yeah. laws and all that. They, they do believe in their beer. And they were kind of resistive to the idea of an American brewery coming in because they had heard about you know craft beer in America. That's not real beer, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And the guys from Stone went out on the street with taster trays and did blind taste challenges. Uh, said, try these beers. Try this one. Try this one. Tell me what you think. Stone won almost every time. Wow. The, the Germans were like, what? That's delicious. What yeah. is this? Blah, blah, you know, so I think it's going to be a success. It should yeah. be. You know, I mean, we've had German beer in the U.S. And, and a lot of people like German beer. I mean, it's just a very different Yeah. Mm-hmm. flavor profile mm-hmm. um and it's you know not for everyone but you know neither mm-hmm. is stone ipa right right it's just but it doesn't mean they aren't both delicious yeah they've got they've now got an east coast brewery set up in yeah. virginia i think it was virginia yeah, yeah. where's so. the other your brewery that I, I'm sure. I, I heard an interview the other day uh on the brewing network because they had mitch Steele on because he's leaving mm-hmm. He's yeah, a head I brewer that. Uh, at Stone, and he said he's going to Europe to manage the two new breweries over oh. there. And I know one oh, was in really? Germany, and I don't know where the other one was. Wow. Oh, I didn't know there was two. Um, wow. Or maybe there's just plans for a second one at this point. I don't know. See, mm-hmm. I thought Mitch but was leaving to do his own thing. He is, yeah. Oh, he is? He's staying on through the end of the year or something like that oh, to okay. help fin- finalize oh, gotcha, gotcha. the process and okay. all that. But, yeah. yeah, That's awesome. <clears throat> well, they're listed as the 10th largest craft brewery in the U.S., um, I'm trying to think who's who's ahead of them as far as craft beer. Deschutes, Deschutes, Widmer, Sam Adams. Oh God, Sam Adams still considered yeah. craft. I think uh, so. Goose Island probably. Goose Island. No, they are not really. No, because they're owned by AB. Oh, Firestone Walker. I don't think they're bigger. Is Full Sail in that category any longer? Full Sail that big. Oh, are they still? 10? Yeah, it's still yeah, still craft. craft. Yeah. I don't know. Their stretch is pretty far. Red Hook is pretty big too. Yeah. Huh. Is New Belgium up there? No, oh, they've got to be up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about them. Why don't we See, just look a... it up while you guys talk? Yeah. Okay. Well, I will say this about Stone. Uh, we were talking about uh, gateway beers, and we were talking about bottle art. And Stone was absolutely a gateway beer for me. And when I said mm-hmm. when I was looking at bottles that might influence whether or not I buy them or not, Arrogant Bastard. That mm-hmm. was one of the main. That was one of the bottles in my room, sitting up there, because yeah. I read the label art. And I'm like, "You're not worthy to drink this beer." I'm like, "Yes, you're <laughs> right. I'm not. I'm going to drink you." Right. And uh, high alcohol. Right. Tasty beer. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, gets you messed up pretty quick if you're an al- if you're in uh, alcoholic <laughs> if you're in college. Uh. <laughs> so here's the top ten. Yingling is number one. Yeah, out of Pennsylvania. Yep. Uh, Boston Beer Company, which is Sam Adams, yeah. Yep. Uh, Sierra Nevada, number uh, three. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense, yeah. New Belgium, number four. Okay. Gambrinus out of San Antonio. Gambrinus. Gambrinus is number four. Or what five. do they make? Well, are they connected with whatchamacallit out of... 
out of Austin. Um, out of Austin? Well, because this is San Antonio, so I, I don't know. Maybe they're like. The I don't think there's any huge breweries in Austin. What's that yeah? What's the one place? Jester King. Jester, Jester King. King. They're tiny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lagunitas is number six. Yeah. Bell's is number seven. Oh, yeah, Lagunitas. The Shoots is number eight. Minhas Craft Brewery out of Monroe, Wisconsin, is number nine. Hmm. And then Stone. Wow. Okay. And after that is Ballast Point, Brooklyn, Firestone, Oscar Blues, blah blah blah. Ballast Point's still considered that, huh? Yep. Okay. And Dogfish falls in at sixteen. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I would have thought they might be higher. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Just in talking about arrogant bastard. Yeah. And Stone. Um, and when I moved to when I moved from Oklahoma to Nashville and then finally up to New York, I hadn't really seen a lot of like any other breweries and grocery stores or for that matter but arrogant bastard was in like every single grocery store yeah. in new york and i was like well i'm gonna try this and that was l- probably the one beer that got me into seriously brewing and, and get mm. like really getting back mm-hmm. into it and i was mm-hmm. like there, there is so much flavor in this it yeah was, mm-hmm. it was insane and at the time i don't know the last time i've actually had had an arrogant bastard though have you tried the oak aged I've had yes, variants of Arrogant Bastard, Arrogan. but I don't know the last time I've had straight Arrogant yeah. Bastard. It's mm-hmm. been a long time. Take it for granted because it's, it's, it's always it's there. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. It's good, though. I mean, it's always yeah. going to be solid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, I went through and looked at their list of beers. Let's just see, like, okay, what are the beers from Stone I really like? And I mean, the list got longer than I anticipated. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Imperial Russian Stout. Is always a solid I was going to say, that was like beer number two yep. or three on my list. I think I've got a three-year like, flight in my fridge right now on that. Like yep. that and Rogue's Imperial Stout were right. my gateways to Imperial Stout. Yeah. Yep. You've got the whole Enjoy By series. Yep. Um, that, you know, they're doing CDAs now with that. They're doing Tangerine. They're doing an Unfiltered. They do the Enjoy After. Mm-hmm. There's there's all, you know, so that's been going out for a while. The Woot Stout, which we have here on the table we're drinking right now. This is the 2015 15. version. Yeah. So this is Woot Stout 3. Yep. And I believe Woot Stout 4 is coming out any day. Uh, Ruin 10, the double and triple IPA series yep. they do. Ruin 10. Chaka Vesa. I still haven't is... had Chaka Vesa. Oh, my okay. God. So... When we go to the brew shack, we'll bring some Chaka Vesa. So here's the deal. So you guys are going to bring cots. and. Well, so here's the deal. you got Chaka Vesa, which you can get for, what, 8 to 10 bucks, And then there's Versus perennial. Abraxas, yeah. which is, what, 18 to 20 bucks. For the money, I will take Chaka Vesa any day. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Wow. For the money? Yeah. Yeah, it's delicious. By the way, you hadn't had a Braxis last time we were on you were on the show, but now you have, yes? Yes. Did I you have. like it? I did. <laughs> it's okay. delicious. Uh, high high cinnamon. It, yes. It's so much cinnamon. <laughs> and mouthfeel, it's thick. It's so yeah. good though. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually like after I opened it and I had a couple sips, I was like, I really should have more people yeah. sharing this yeah. with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll spend thirty dollars on it again some yeah. other time. And, yeah. Um Old yeah. Guardian. Their barley wine, yeah, it's pretty. Good. I used to do ver- verticals of Old Guardian, yeah, when I lived back in New York, yeah. When they come out, they come out with a with a uh, dry hop version of Old Guardian. That if you have it fresh, it's huh. really nice. Really, yeah. They did last year. Yeah. Uh, you and I had it. It mm-hmm. was good. So yeah. they dry hop it after they've <clears throat> aged it, or that's a great question. I don't know. It didn't say on the bottle. Yeah, uh, their milk stout's delicious. Mm-hmm. The Cram and Punishment. I think I'm the only one in the room probably that likes that. Their their peppered beers, right? I, the Punishment is hot as shit. Which I, they're both hot, but as the punishment's shit. hotter. Yeah. It is. I, I um, think I had a sample of a crime. Yeah, the punishment's hotter. Yeah, I like I I like pepper beers when it's not about the heat, but it's about capturing the flavor of the pepper, and they do a really good job with that. Even though it is also really hot, I would say you're one of the few people that would say <laughs> that because that those those beers are incredibly yeah. spicy. Yeah, they're so. And another beer that I've really liked from them is their Southern Chard. Was really yes. delicious. Yeah, I haven't had that. Their one. charred series. Well, they do a charred series. They yeah. did. A, they did that with Chaco Vesa. Yeah, 
They did yep. a charred chocolate yep. laser. And then also there's – I can't ever say this. The Stochastity. Stochastity. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's when they did like the white They do all stout. kinds of experiments. Herbal yeah. beers and yeah. things like that. And it's not that everything's good for Adjunct, that, but I, but I appreciate say. the experimentation. Yeah. Um, and then when they, they did recently – well, they started, I guess, probably a year or more ago when they started rebooting all their beers and mm-hmm. like doing the 2.0s and everything. But mm-hmm. like one of the things I, I actually felt bad was – when they got rid of sublimely self-righteous. Yes. I love that beer. It's a great beer. Yeah. I mean, it, Wookie Jack kind of edged out that of my favorite style mm-hmm. for a, for a black IPA or Cascadian dark ale, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. But the sublimely self-righteous was really, really yeah. good. That was the first time I had had a, a dark hoppy beer mm-hmm. like that before. Yeah. I was really upset that they got rid of that. Yeah. I'm I, surprised I, they haven't brought it back. It must yeah. just not have sold a letter, them, but... A strongly worded letter. <laughs> I'm offended and angry. I'm trying to get some Bruchak live going here. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. So this, oh, by Perfect. the way, this is a collaboration show because uh, Chad does have his Bruchak video series and is going to be doing a little work on that while we're here recording. So our first collab show. So far, I would say so good with the video yeah, I Capture. took a picture of your camera because it looks like a little droid sitting over there on the table. <laughs> See, I was it looks like it looks like a young chappy. I was, I, was co- <laughs> I was collecting what we call B roll in uh-huh. the the industry, uh-huh. so we can uh, splice that together. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. They got confused. <laughs> no, you weren't confused, but uh, um, do we have live questions? Uh, let me uh, let me get it loaded up here. Oh, we'll, that we'll nobody see. can hear because this is being recorded. What, what are we doing live here? This is going to be like a like a what's that thing called? Uh, it's like Periscope, but uh, it's um, it's just nobody knows about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I uh, all right. So we're going to go ahead and launch it right now. Oh, okay. Okay. So I usually get a couple of followers on here. Um, uh huh. Let's see. Let me just type. You guys talk. I'm just gonna. Hi, Marcus. Stone is good. So let's talk um, about let's talk about the beer we're in the middle of brewing right now because we we did uh, we talked about this on uh, did we talk about this on the last show? No, we maybe. but we talked about this on uh, I think at One Day Radio uh, <clears throat> our discovery of how to how how we think a great notion is destroying the IPA not in a good way destroying yeah killing uh, it killing uh, the IPA yeah. thing here in Portland uh, with their juicy IPAs. Uh, so we are in the middle of trying to replicate that and sort of. You guys are talking about Great Notion. Never heard of them. <laughs> Never. Yeah. Oh, should we talk about it's Great Notion, or is it too soon? No, you guys. No, it's not too soon. You guys talk about the replicating because I haven't confirmed any of the theories that you guys threw oh, okay. out. But I think that you're. I think. I think you're. There's on something it. to yeah. that. So, yeah. So let's talk about that. We were brewing not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before. We're, we were doing an IPA, and in the process, shocking. Uh, how do you yeah, do an IPA? You and I doing an IPA, hmm. but but trying to get that juicy New England feel that that you know that is kind of rocking my world right now for IPAs, and uh, we had the 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 Alestock brothers up there brewing with or kind of hanging out with us, and uh, you had a goes that you had made that was in your your keyser, mm-hmm. and so I tried a I tried a little glass of our last IPA we we had made or no was that just your IPA that was the Simcoe Citra IPA that I made that yeah. you made by yourself because yeah. you didn't invite me. Um, you were busy all month of May. <laughs> the whole month of the May, you were, of you're, May, you're out. Um, uh, the camera looking at me. Just, um, it's not looking at you. It's looking it's at looking your breasts. Right at my breasts. Yes. Um, you look amazing, by the way. Oh, thank you. I've been working out. Yeah, um, the contrast on that is really nice. <laughs> You've got zero viewers. I'm shutting it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but so it was just it was interesting because I I just went over I poured a little IPA and thought oh what do I have to put some goes in there and you guys all looked at me like did you just put goes in your IPA. Actually, the Alestock brothers weren't there yet. And uh, you, you said, did you just mix those two? I'm like, yeah. And I tasted it and I go, and I gave you a glass. 
or yeah. we'll taste it, try this. And you're just like, huh, that same reaction I had. Like, holy yeah. shit, I think we just stumbled upon yeah, something. Yeah, because the IPA itself was Citra and Simcoe, and it was all, you know, late edition and dry hop. So it was a very, you know, fruity, uh, stone fruit forward IPA. Mm-hmm. And uh, just that little bit of acidity from the goes, which also had a little bit of a, a mango-y, mm-hmm. citrus mm-hmm. quality to it. Yeah. Uh, turned it. Just turned it into instead of being just fruit forward and and nice into juicy. Wow! And yeah. that acidity it was strange, and and we both kind of looked at each other and went, "This tastes like Great Notions IPA." Nice. Yeah. It, I mean, a version yeah. of it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like. And yeah. that's when that's when my brain all of a sudden stopped paying attention to brewing beer mm-hmm. and started going, blending. They're, they're yeah, yeah, we're blending this, and then I'm like, okay, wait a minute. You know what? How do they actually make this in the brewery? You know what? I bet they do. Mm. I'll bet you they kettle sour this. Or they're blending it one one or the other. They're doing something you know mm. like that, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So we just kind of went off on a tangent, and then and then we drank more beers, and Sean <laughs> drank a lot more beer, and then he started blending some more things. Well, because then the, the, the Alestock brothers blended everything. The Alestock brothers showed up. Goes who, it goes with everything, by the way. Marcus, who was on our last show, was it Marcus or Matthias was on our last show? Marcus. Uh, Marcus on the last beer show, he was on In One Day Radio, or was he? Oh, you mean oh, two yeah. weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. Marcus or Matthias has been on this show. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So, anyways, those guys show up and they brought a jar of habanero pickled carrots, which were delicious. I think what they said their stepmom makes those or something. Mm -hmm. And and so, again, I took a glass of goes and I poured a little bit of that pickling brine in there. Holy shit. That was so good. That was so good. good, It was was actually very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with it. It was really good. I couldn't stop. Like the spice with the little citrus acidity from the goes was really good. I'm having a hard time picturing it in my head. Yeah. Just the way it would taste, though, but it it seems like it would work. I I tried it. What was your blend? Was it like just a little bit of brine? Oh, it's just a splash of the brine. Just to salt it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I tried it. I was like, holy shit. Passed around. You guys were all like, holy shit. Then everybody started going over there and making them. I think we killed the brine in that jar. That jar was full. That was a big, you know, quart jar, and we killed it. Drying out. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we had the carrots too. Trust me. (laughs) The blood pressure in that garage was (laughs) soaring through the roof afterwards. The testosterone and blood pressure was. Yeah. So then I got on a roll. I thought, oh my God, everything goes great with ghosts. I tried it with a stout. And like, oh, there's where he failed. I've got, a, I've got a stout on tap that that has that was aged with okay huge amount of molasses, oh. lots of you know like just like you it's know stout we made last August. Yeah, yeah, lots yeah. of like pumpkin pie spices. All of it's these. rum, it's rum aged. It's got oak on it, and then he throws a goza on top of it, and I'm like. Wow, that was as terrible well, as it sounds. Hey, you <laughs> went out on a low note. I was two for three. Yeah. Two for three. Nobody's hey, perfect. To his credit, he did stop at that point. Yeah. yeah. There were a couple other beers he could have tried, but he, he didn't. Because he passed out yeah. Yeah. Well, from dehydration. I was going to go mix some of your cat yeah. food with the goats. <laughs> <laughs> he was bleeding out of his nose a little bit, so we had him slow down. Here's a cheeseburger. We're going to throw some goes on he that. He was trying to talk to the horses. It was just it was a bad day. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah but as soon as you, you guys had texted me your little experiment that you were doing uh and talking about great notion i was like yeah you know what you're probably right and i think marcus and i immediately said all right we've got to brew this we've yeah. got to try it yeah. so um i'm kind of doing something well i'm doing a berliner vice this weekend with uh with a guy that's been wanting to brew uh together for a long time mm-hmm. we're gonna do a kettle sour and then i was like maybe we could just hop peel it some up of that off yeah or do, so yeah. yeah so i'm gonna try that um yeah, but I, I think you I think you you nailed it with uh, Great Notion because I I don't know if they actually kettle sour it, but when I was talking to those guys last week, um, 
they did say that there's no fruit in any of their IPAs. Yeah. Like they have to constantly defend that they they don't add any fruit. Because to you're IPAs. right. I mean, it tastes. I mean, that's the first place when yeah. I taste it. I'm like, I don't understand how there's not fruit in this. This how can this be just mosaic? Yeah. In this insane. beer, like it doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. How do you get that juicy note? I right. I've never had that in a mosaic beer. Yeah. Let's open something, guys. So there is there a, is a Woot Stout, Stout open I've that had still that. has. I've had that. A quarter of it left. I've had that. We'll drink. We'll finish these after the show. Okay. All right. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. So let's go. This ahead. is the online bottle rate, share. So at any rate, to, so you know. the only thing that's pre- preventing me from doing that is I feel like I need a pH meter. If I'm going to actually do a kettle sour IPA and not blend it, just do a yeah. kettle sour IPA, I feel like I need to do like a, an experiment with pH and figure out where it needs to be. I think I, I you know, I, I think it's probably a good. Oh, idea. I don't know, but I no, mean, no. I, I've, I mean, I've done a couple kettle sours and I've, I've not tested the pH, but the yeah, kettle sour, I haven't either. The, the kettle sour I did with Ecliptic, we tested the pH and it dropped an entire point overnight, mm-hmm. and we used Nancy's yogurt. Like, yeah, I the, used Good Belly. Yeah. probiotic. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, that stuff's delicious. Yeah. yeah, and it makes a great... I mean, yeah. you, you throw it in at 90 degrees and... What flavor it, did you oh, use? Yeah. Mango. Oh. But that didn't really impart any flavor, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah I was... It was I the was citrus. Like, I used... It was, the, so it was the Saccharomyces good. I used. I used the citrus from Imperial, and mm. that, I think, gave it some citrus notes. Because so I didn't put any fruit in it. Because there's definitely lacto in, in those cultures. I oh, mean, yeah. No, there's, there's so many different cultures. It's Lactobacillus plantarum, which is a strong souring lact- yeah. version of pl- and, and Lactobacillus. It, it goes so quick, too. Yeah, it was so. great. Yeah, it worked great for it goes for Leonard or whatever. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right, dark uh-huh. dark farmhouse or uh, light Goza style. This um, one is aged in mezcal and dry hopped. But the dry hop, I think, has fallen out by now. I don't know. I, I think guess. maybe we should still do the dark and then end on that lighter okay. one. Okay. That sounds good. Uh, um, but have you had the Gozas down at Great Notion, all the different variants uh, of them? So far, I've had everything that they, they've had. You've had the blueberry muffin one? Yes. Oh, my God. Have you had the blueberry with the double stack combined? No. You they're, should. They're maple syrup. I, it I tastes the, like a freaking blueberry, blueberry pancake. pancake. Oh, they, so good. They had, he, he poured some of the uh, double stack when we were back in the cooler uh-huh. with, with all the bright tanks, and he pulled some off of it for me out there. That was really good. And you got to mix out the blueberry muffin. It'll rock. Oh, they're blending good. maple syrup straight into the bright tank, I'll bet, to get that much maple. I don't know. I, I, I could taste that on my mustache at the end of the night. <laughs> I, so, I, I felt like I just ate a stack of pancakes. Wow. It was crazy. That was my first time meeting those two guys uh and i didn't want to probe them too much for questions and everything no, but, I wouldn't, yeah. but th- they were so nice they were like here try this so they're pulling nails out <laughs> of their barrels and giving me samples and they're like just That's come so in the nice. brewery and i was like here have a sample of this cherries that from the tree out front i'm like oh this is awesome so <laughs> more to come on that hopefully yeah, i made that bottle please. you can tell their home brewers what, what are we drinking here stuff. what is this chad you brought this so this is prairie's um is it ape snake yeah i think so uh ape snake Ooh, and it's, it's a it's a dark fuzzy. It's a dark farmhouse. Uh, it well, it's described as a dry hopped dark farmhouse ale. So it's got a little funky nose on it. It should. You, you're be. gonna it's like a this. Farmhouse, yeah. yeah, but I mean, have you had this? You've had this before. You have no. This, this is before. my first time having it. So, hmm. I like. Was, uh, and actually, saw a lot of people posting about this one. And uh, haven't seen it in Oregon. Oh wow, the dry hop nose on it. Is... Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a little kid. And like hearing hearing my dad talk about when he lived in Germany and how German beers are served you know, much warmer than American beers, and mm-hmm. I was like, "That's just disgusting." And here we are drinking a whole table full I know. of <laughs> room temperature beer. Yeah, <laughs> I did try delicious. To, I, I did keep that pretty cold throughout the day, but yeah, I think it this well, this it's this humid Pacific Northwest. Well, summer. but also, I mean, the rule is the warmer the beer, you're going to actually taste what's going on in that beer. Yeah, 
cold cold hides flavors. So that's not why, always a bad thing. That's why Budweiser and Coors are chilled as cold as you can fucking get them. <laughs> I'm getting like some almost like not juniper, but it's almost like a. It tastes like almost like a gin. I don't know. There's something about it. The flavor reminds me of. I know what you're talking they don't about. Don't really say anything yeah. about it. I can't say what mm. that is, but I, 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 yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. All right. Mm. Well, that could be that could be the glue, or perhaps the sword. On the label, this is in the beer because we'll it's on the to, label, uh, we'll, right? We'll, we'll have to post photos of or the chain label. and the yeah. octopus-looking thing that isn't an octopus. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so uh, I put out a list or an idea for a top six list in. Your guys' feedback made sense. And we sense. shit on it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, it was... no, Your feedback made sense. <laughs> we, the I, silence was, was but deafening. I, but I was thinking, I was thinking the relation to our topic earlier about beer labels. But uh, was it Marcus? You threw out this idea to have top six rules for brew day. No, that was, was Chad. That was Chad. Sorry. Oh, he's shaking his head at me. Look at him. He hasn't even picked up his damn camera yet. So much for a collab show. The collab show <laughs> is at the Brew Shack when we have the recording equipment. Oh, for fun, for, for fun's sake, Sean. <laughs> Well, it'd be weird for radio if I'm just like knocking oh. the camera with my. No, okay. you should probably take your lens, your cap off. But you know, Sean, you're I don't the think pro. I had to run your show. <laughs> yeah. right. If I want to film black, I will film he, black. He produces a highly successful show. He doesn't need any help. <laughs> highly successful. Highly, all of my. <clears throat> so our top six, uh, top six category today is rules for brew day. Uh, Marcus, why don't you go ahead and start us off here? With your number six. Okay, number six. So and Chad and I were talking about this on our other thread. Uh, actually, no, in person. Uh, these are gonna. These are kind of. <laughs> eat it, Sean. Uh, you just got to deal with our friendship. Um, I feel like I've created a monster. You have an attractive and very successful monster. <laughs> I love my monster. <laughs> I know. See, this is exactly so what loud. I told you about. So loud, in my ear just hole. Edit it out. <laughs> Oh, Marcus, okay. number six. All right. Say it. This is going to be a blend of uh, kind of personal things and maybe some technical stuff, whatever. Yeah. So number six uh, is the first thing that I do on a brew day mm-hmm. uh, before anything else, and that is to make sure that I set up uh, music. Yeah. Got to have music. And at your house, it's always... Not always. Not always, but to get started, yeah. Give me, Give me some... So, when hasn't it been that other than when I show up and say, hey, let's put on some Wilco? Yeah. <laughs> Sean wants to make it all intimate. Then I put on Wilco and we like take a nap and the kettle boils over. <laughs> and, and, then, and then Mike shows up and says, what the fuck is this? And puts on whatever you guys listen to. I I yeah, agree. just something. I want something up. In yeah. general, I want something up-tempo because, sure. you know, brew days sometimes can be long. And, yep. you know, you got a lot of beer to get through on a brew day. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully not too soon. But, yeah. Um, you know, and, the, and all the cleaning and whatnot that you got to do constantly through it. So, you know, having something yeah. playing in the background to keep you going is, is not a bad thing. Definitely. Yeah. So, music. And so I come up and you have your little laptop going with your music. Then I bring my portable Bluetooth speaker and go, hey, why don't yeah, we Yeah, one of these this? days I'm going to upgrade my music experience <laughs> at the farm. But uh, <laughs> You're still rocking the Victrola? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Edison? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I agree. I think uh, I'm going to segue there because I think you're done. Um, I'm joking. I am no. finished. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number six. I'm, I'm spent. This my, monster is spent. My number six is or exactly the same. It's atmosphere, and, and that's yeah. uh, typically it's music. Um, if I've been binging on a show, I will actually just have my iPad out there and just 
Oh, you get shows. a show going? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. But music is, um, I used to have a rule where it was only um, Uncle Tupelo and Lucero. Oh. So, um, you challenged me with what? your Uncle Tupelo. Yeah. So you should really like Uncle Tupelo, because if you don't know Uncle Tupelo, the one of the singers from, well, guitarists, one of the band members from Uncle Tupelo went on to form Wilco. Ah, okay. So uh, Sean... It's very angry with me. The bass player and the guitar player went on. Yeah, why is Sean angry? We, we at got you? the drummer and, and and the talent. So thank you very much <laughs> yeah. with Sunvolt. Yeah. Um, I wonder who's so doing it's, better. It's, it's, oh, who's I doing see. Better. I see. It's a, it's a, okay. it's a divorce gotcha. type situation. No, I've got you. Yeah. Um, who sells more tickets? Who sold more albums? Okay. I don't know. The Wilco. Oh, so money is or all Sunvolt. that matters to yeah, you, Sean? Money, is that money, it? Money and fame. When it comes to success, yes. How much money has this show generated? Four dollars. Out of my pocket. <laughs> That's a lot of success. Uh, but yeah, music is obviously important because I mean, if you're going to be brewing for six or seven hours out there, you got to have something to keep you going. So yeah. that was that's that's my number one is mm-hmm. is atmosphere, whether it be music or or put on a TV show. Although I do I do power through podcasts like uh, Brewing Network uh, Sour Hour. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to just you know a couple episodes of that, mm-hmm. and then I'm like stopping my Man. brew midway through and like like I, I should have done this and you know stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. the thing with the Sour Hour when I listen to it, it's they're so technical. I I have to rewind about five times. Right. While I'm, if <laughs> yeah. I'm you know so brewing it's tough for me to pay attention yeah. to but yeah well marcus you probably have this on your list because i know that when you and i are planning a brew day we talk about this frequently and it's to have a food menu prepped and ready for the day yeah, yeah. like what are we going to snack on what are we going to finish with because by the time we're done brewing we're super hungry we're drinking throughout the day so we have to have stuff in our belly while we're brewing and drinking so for me it's it's really kind of understanding yeah we gotta have some stuff to eat yeah, we're gonna have some snacks and then we're gonna have a and you're pretty good about getting that damn Traeger out and putting like some I sort tried. of meat on the Traeger. Yeah. And we feast at the end of the day, and I love that. So, yeah, yeah for me, it's, it's all about the food. Yeah, and I can that... you tell camera. You... <laughs> <laughs> wide shot. It's a wide angle lens. We, we, see can, we can just move on to Chad because that'll be <laughs> number five. Is food is is yeah? Because honestly, I forget it half the time. Nope, I do too. I mean, so and that I, is your number five. Yeah, it is my oh. number five. Yep, mine... But but half the time I forget it because I just get busy and blah blah blah, and then. Thank God for my wife yes. because oh God she will she will notice that I'm not eating and I will not notice yep. that I am not eating and she's a good cook oh Rebecca's a great yeah. cook she's a, yeah and, she's fantastic but even if she isn't cooking she'll go to the store or something mm-hmm. and grab right. me something oh and, she'll and she'll be like hey yeah so I got you this stuff and I'm looking at my watch I'm like oh yeah hey I yes. kind of ate breakfast and then it's now two o'clock yeah. right she'll, now like, so she'll be like I've got to go run down and get some get this or get that then she'll text hey do you want me to stop at Vivi's and bring you back and oh, oh my God yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like so bring back some good uh, pho. And then, without a doubt, a brew day goes much better with food because mm-hmm. by the time you hit the end of the day, if you haven't eaten and all you've been doing is drinking, and mm-hmm. you still got some cleaning yeah. to do. I mean, perfect yeah. example. Perfect. This last brew day we had, uh, she she made us a charcuterie charcuterie plate. What'd she do to church? I can't say the goddamn word. <laughs> charcuterie <laughs> plate. Uh, but we didn't really plan anything for dinner. Thus, I had to go to the, the friggin' Jack in a Box and get four tacos. <laughs> oh. By by the recommendation of the Elstock brothers. Let's, yeah, let's let's quantify <laughs> that heard. by you had to. I had go to go. Get to, to, I had to go to Jack, Jack in the Box. Was that the morning after when you did the N One Day Radio oh, with, yeah. with Marcus and Marcus? Yeah, and, yeah. 
I was hungover. Yeah. Yeah. I heard the the greasy taco. Oh yeah. Dip story. The, the crunchy outside with the greasy inside, oh, and yeah. And then God. his buddy at work would dip him in grease before That's he'd serve so him. So disgusting. <laughs> Best show ever. Uh, Chad, you're number five. Amazing. Yeah, number five. I, again, this is like we're the same brain here. Is uh, eating and and like Marcus, I forget to do it all the time. Like what I'll do is um, I kind of took, I kind of. Oh, see, look, this God is just not worried. You know what? <laughs> We're going to kill us for a second. Yeah, um, we've got enough film of me. So I, yeah, I, I, I kind of followed Chad. some other breweries or some brewers that were doing this. And they would, you know, they would start brewing. And then when they got mashed in or something, they would go and they would, you know, get something from the kitchen or whatever. Uh, because when we brewed an ecliptic, they, that's when they would take their break is when they're mm. mashing out or, mm. or mashing in and they'll get something. But I always forget to eat. So it's like a banana and a handful of nuts in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then my wife, like, I don't even say anything to her and like, she'll bring me kimchi fried rice. Ooh. And you're like, oh, okay. Wow. Yes. I didn't realize how hungry I was. And I devour it like immediately. Yeah. So, um, I've definitely had those days where I didn't eat anything. I, I know I didn't eat anything. And it was like seven hours just because yeah. I'm so focused on what I'm doing or cleaning and everything gets in the way. Right. So yeah, definitely eating is number five. Yeah. And, uh, you also are another person who not only is the brew shack just about beer, but it's also about food. Right. And yeah. You're quite the cook. Yeah. And I, and like, I wish I could I don't know how Marcus does the double tasking, firing up the Traeger, but I don't cook. Like I might go make a sandwich or something, but I'm not like firing up the grill or anything while I'm brewing because I, I do it all outside and, and I have a pretty small yard and I'm like I'm afraid of any type of like you know charcoal or anything. Oh yeah, and, oh, getting, right. and yeah. getting in the beer. So I'm lucky because we've got lots of space where I'm. Well, at, and the Traeger so. doesn't have charcoal either. No, but it does have. I mean, it will put out. Smoke. You know, it's burning wood, so yeah. it's wood pellets. So you you can. But actually, it's outside the garage. We brew inside the garage. It Exactly, yeah. I throw it outside, and it's usually I pick something that I know is going to cook for four or five hours, so it oh, works okay. great with a brew day. And so I just I just put it on – I let it smoke for a while. Towards the end of the day, then I have to pay a little more attention, but that's usually after we've – we're at least cooling by then, or maybe we've nice. already, you know, dropped it into the fermenter or whatever. Yeah. So. Nice. That's what we try to do. Sean, you're number five. <laughs> my number hey 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 sean can you pick up the pace a little bit this is an hour show picture of his let's droid. keep it going god damn it uh mine is basically plan i have a beer to drink somewhat uh thought out and available like what what beer is going to happen during while we brew because i'll bring something up you've usually got stuff in your keyser you've got stuff oh, yeah. in your kegs and bottles and i just i like what do we want we don't want stuff real heavy because we don't want to get real drunk while we're brewing we just want to have some good beer because we, we've learned the hard lesson that if you uh, drink too much while you're brewing, you're going to probably screw up your beer. Every, <laughs> I think every brewer's been there. And if they haven't, then I don't want your beer. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I do. I still want your beer. I still yeah, want your yeah, beer. I, I want all, everyone's yeah, beer. Yeah, everyone's beer can be mine. Yeah. yeah and uh, that's kind of like what Sean was saying. Because I, I typically schedule my brew days on Sundays. Because it's the day that my wife has off. So I'm not watching the little one. So, uh, you know, I can pretty much focus on beer. But I know that I'm not going to go and get beer on Sunday morning because I start brewing at like five or six in the morning. So I have to plan my weekend. So Saturday, if I'm watching the baby, you know, I'm going to have a couple beers and I'm not going to go drive and get more beer. So I have to actually plan two days in advance, the beer that I'm going to have on hand for the brew day (laughs) to make sure that I'm safe. And I'm like, is that enough? Is, is, is four, four packs enough to get me, you know, through four days? Yeah. So I I agree. Planning out that. And I always try to match, you know, what I'm drinking with what I'm brewing. It's just fun. Mm -hmm. It's just just fun to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I haven't actually done that. That's actually not a bad idea. I, I love I hadn't doing thought that. about that. Yeah, because I'll usually, the, the beer that I have in mind, I'm like, okay, I know, I know most of the time an example of what I want it to taste like. And then I'll just drink it on the day and just, you know, it, it just it just seems like a, a fun no, way to, to do it. It's poetic. Yeah. yeah That's what so, it is. Marcus, you're number alone. four. It's like, what's that? You're number four, please. Oh, okay. What's that? Number four, par favor. Uh, I don't know if this one's number four because I'm, I didn't do a great job of determining a list ahead of time, but this is critical, at least for me and the way my brain works, is uh, I like having the brew day planned out in advance. And that includes – a big piece of that is the recipe. Mm-hmm. I don't yep. like winging it on the fly, um, especially if I'm – What's that program you use? Beersmith. Beersmith, yep. yeah. Yeah. And if you don't have it as a home brewer, you, it is – it has a lot of – buttons and knobs to it if you want to use them but you certainly mm-hmm. don't have to use them and it's mm-hmm. like 27 bucks yep it's worth it if you you know if you if you're serious about what you're doing if you're serious about what you're doing and crafting recipes and you want to look at what recipes you've done in the past you want to tweak them in some way yep. mm-hmm. it'll do all the calculations of ibus and blah 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 you know if that yeah. matters to you alcohol yeah uh conversions of you know what your uh percentages is uh for um you know, whatever your efficiency or, you know, mm-hmm. you can plug all that stuff in. So it's, it's really nice. But anyways, uh, I personally, I, I spent a little bit more on my equipment to hopefully be able to do things like reproduce recipes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to do that a lot. I still have not reproduced a recipe. It's hard as a home brewer because yeah. you, you always want to brew something different. Yeah. I'm always like, there's always this new idea in my mind, right? You always want to tweak things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but I, I think I will. So, uh, but I want to be able to have a recipe in mind, so I don't have to think about that. Because there's a lot of other things on brew day. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds simple, but you, you you've got a lot of things on your mind, and the recipe should be the last thing you're thinking about on brew day. Yeah. yeah. And so I want that all dealt with ahead of time, so that I've got you know. Of course, that involves getting ingredients and all that kind of stuff too. But all I have to do is just follow what I've already thought about for hours ahead of time. Yeah. I yeah I, I agree that's uh, it's not my number four but it's like it's definitely it's up, up there. there I think it's higher yeah. than four but I'm just saying it yeah. right now yeah because it's um I I've actually like planned to to brew on a day and I didn't have a recipe done in time yeah and I just didn't brew because oh, I was like yeah. I can't throw it together it was yeah. like I'm going to spend seven hours I want to I want to brew something that that's I, the thing I is spent like time exactly if I'm dedicating my day <clears throat> to brewing I want to make sure it's a recipe I feel good about you know and I know mm. that this is where I'm going to go with it this is what I'm expecting out of it I don't want it to be something that just goes poof and here's what you get yeah unless that's the idea behind it like it's a soured beer or spontaneous fermented or something like that where yeah. I don't know what it's going to be you know, yeah. But even yeah, then, right. you have knobs and switches you can twist. So. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I like twisting my knobs. Twisting my knobs. <laughs> Flipping switches. Chad, yeah. number four. Uh, my number four. Uh, it it may be higher on the list, but it's it's kind of a simple one. But it's a very smart thing to do is cleaning as you go. Yeah. Um, that may be my number one. <laughs> yeah, it may be my number one too. But I was gonna kind of you know there, throw yeah. some other stuff because it's like. Uh, you're already investing a lot of time in it, but the the worst thing that you can do is is at the end of your brew day and you're already tired, you're done for the day, is have everything else to clean. Because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone knows it's like brewing is 95% cleaning and sanitizing. So The day is, yeah. Yeah, and even like all, like the night before, I'll, I'll try to get stuff clean, but what I'll do is um, when I'm recirculating or running my uh, my work chiller is I'll take the hot water, dump it into my hot liquor tank, 
and with the PBW, I've made my my mixing solution at that point, and then it's basically, uh, you know, just recirculating everything through everything else, mm-hmm. and all my stuff gets thrown in there, and it's just been soaking for you know however long. Uh, so the goal is to like, by the time I get it into the fermenter, the beer, the only thing I have left to clean is my kettle. Like mm-hmm. that should be the last thing. Mm-hmm. And I got really bad at that for a while, especially when there's a lot of people over and, and, you know, you just want to sit do. down and have yeah. a, uh, have a drink. But it's like, as soon as you mash out, like I'm, I'm getting the grain out of my mash tune and, and getting it started to get cleaning. So that saved like an, an hour and a half uh, just off of a brew day, just by cleaning as you go. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And that's true. I mean, commercial breweries, there's no dead time. I mean, like when you're, when you're there brewing, it's uh, you're always doing something like times money. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They've it, got it streamlined. And it used to be like, whenever I would like, when I'd brew, I'd sit down and it's like, I've got an hour mash. I can just sit back and relax. But mm-hmm. no, the whole time they're cleaning, they're mm-hmm. doing something yeah. else. They're cleaning yeah. kegs. They're doing that. Yeah. So, and you know, the whole thing, you, you hit the key point where you said at the, you know, when you're done brewing, you just want to sit down. I, the last time when you and I brewed about a week and a half ago, Marcus, I don't know what happened, but the next morning when I woke up, I felt like I had been to the gym all day the day before. Yeah. I don't know what I did different that day, but I used all the muscles I hadn't used in a while. Maybe because maybe I hadn't mm. brewed in a while. I don't know what it was, but I was just exhausted the next morning. Mm-hmm. Like My body was done. I felt like I had the flu. I'm exhausted yeah. <laughs> that night. I, you know, after I try not to sit down, like really sit down. Mm-hmm. in a comfy chair mm-hmm. until we're done because yeah, once i yeah. do that after a brew day it's way more exhausting than you think it would be yeah. right you i mean if you're doing what you say and you're moving constantly mm-hmm. yeah once you sit down in that comfy chair i i think i fell asleep last time we brewed i think i fell asleep at like 8 30 <laughs> your wife posted, just, yeah, your wife posted a picture of you and the cat asleep. oh yeah my <laughs> wife took a picture of me asleep in the chair and she's like posted on facebook i'm like okay uh, well, yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> okay yeah. uh my number there's four. a beer sitting there so it looks like i got yeah, drunk and fell asleep I was like, I wish I had done that. I was working all day in the garage. I meant to finish that beer, and I didn't. (laughs) My number four is hydrate and stay hydrated while brewing. One, if you're drinking beer, Mm. you're gonna get you're gonna get dehydrated. And two, if especially like in your garage when it's warm out. Remember that one day we brewed and it was like 90 out. It it was miserable. And I, if you've got to keep drinking water, you're gonna you're gonna get sick. My, I think at one point this past brew day, I went to the bathroom and it looked like Gatorade. I'm like, holy shit! I gotta drink some water. Like, I yeah, just, it was not healthy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I, I kind of have. You a gotta weird... get that Gatorade out of you. Yeah. It's not healthy to keep that in. I got electrolytes. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm pretty OCD whenever it comes to that kind of stuff too. It's like if. My, if my urine isn't clear, I'm not drinking enough, and I'm like, it freaks me out. So yeah, staying hydrated is uh, especially in brew day. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, it's a. Would, would you recommend Pedialyte on a brew day? Yes, I would actually. <laughs> okay. Or the day after a brew day. <laughs> okay. Definitely the day after a brew Definitely day. Definitely the day after. Yeah. Marcus number three. Okay. Uh, boy, cleaning is up there. I don't know if it's number three or not. I'm gonna go with just a nebulous. Uh, no, you know what I'm going to go with uh, is have your mind open and be prepared for the unexpected, mm-hmm. especially Ooh. as a home brewer. Yeah. Um, because not every time, but there's almost always something that doesn't go according to plan, at least as mm-hmm. a home brewer. Um, you know, you don't have the the standard equipment of a commercial brewery where, you know, it just everything just does its thing, goes here first, then it goes over yep. here next, and blah, blah, blah. And, and as a home brewer, just things happen. I had, after bragging... T- <laughs> <laughs> after bragging, 
So after bragging to Chad last oh. week about we did that New England IPA about never having a stuck sparge. Oh, did you? I made I made a French saison to put in that oak barrel, and guess what got stuck? Yep. I like the grist on this is nothing. It should not have gotten stuck. There's no. Re- I just don't understand why that grist got stuck, but oh. the New England yep. IPA yep. did. But it got stuck, and I'm sitting here going, "Man, if Chad was here right now, <laughs> rice holes, <laughs> rice holes, rice holes." It's like me and me on one shoulder and Sean on the other. Sean's just like, "No rice holes. You don't need them." Wait a minute. Wait. wait, wait. Are you talking about uh, you brewed after we brewed the last one? Yeah. So okay, because last... we, we were making fun of Chad, yeah, yeah. like he was wrong. Yeah, oh, yeah. Fine. We gave you I gave Chad all kinds of crap about you know because he's like <laughs> you need rice holes for that because I'm using you know so much amount of wheat malt and and uh, and oh you know. Uh, and oats and whatnot, and uh, but nothing got stuck. I'm like, ha ha, ha you know, <laughs> I win. recirculating fly sparge. Eat it, Chad. And then uh, this last week, so uh, at work we had a big deadline on Wednesday, so I took Thursday, Friday off, and I needed to fill that oak barrel again. So mm-hmm. I made just a, a farmhouse, uh, just a light saison to mm-hmm. throw in there, mm-hmm. and damn it, it got <laughs> stuck on the spar. I spent an extra hour trying to get. My yeah. 15 gallons out of that thing. Yeah, it's it was, I wasn't there. Oh, it I was really so pissed. Sucks. I'm just sitting here. I was cursing Chad's name so much. <laughs> you should, uh, I've, I, because I, and the only reason I, I say it a lot is because I've had a lot of stuck sparges, especially when I do saisons. If I use over 30% wheat malt, yeah, I'm gonna get, you get stuck. It nailed, yeah, and uh, and usually it's on my little small system because I do, I do a small like three gallon pilot system sometimes but no it'll like i'll open the valve to my mash tune and blow to push the sediment out of it back out yeah yeah and it would squirt straight up in my brew shack and like there's this malt geyser going off (laughs) wow and going first of all congratulations on your lung capacity (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it really looks like me going down on a on a a mash tune it's disgusting um looks like yeah looks like it yeah so be prepared for the unexpected yes i agree yeah i mean there's all kinds of things i've had you know i've just had things fail i've just had weird you know a lot of times it's a cooling thing that happens like something happens during cooling where you get uh, I use a plate chiller and it can get you know the first time that got stuck I was like oh what do I do and you know just how do I do this without infecting the beer and it's it's sitting in that you know that 180 to 140 degree realm I don't want it in there like you know things like that and you can't you just kind of have to go okay it's home brewing yeah don't freak out just figure yeah. it out and, you know, be, you know, be able to problem solve. That's Don't freak all. out. Just figure it out. That's yeah. your bumper just, sticker. Just yeah, figure it out. <laughs> just just, just figure it out. Just ask Sean what to do. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm a pretty good problem solver. Sean's over there drinking pickle brine and goza. Yeah, you're like, okay. what do I do, Sean? He's a mixologist <laughs> over here. Add some goes to it. Yeah, goza. It'll fix everything. Try add gozing to it. I or, yeah. fucking gozed it as much as I could, Sean. Pour that goza in your fly sparge. <laughs> Chad, before we op- or do your number three, let's open up that last Degard because uh, we're we're winding down here. Let's make oh, sure we right. get some of that on the show because you know it's Degard. Oh, yeah. uh, who's show. got the opener? Oh. Er, er, mm. Chad, number three. You were tasting out of this, by the way. I got a. I don't know if it's like. Um, is it juniper berries that are in gin? What what is it that there's something juniper's in gin? Yeah, yeah. It, I am almost getting that juniper type flavor from it. It's something. Yeah, it reminds me of like a Central Oregon junipery. Yeah, like sage. whatever sage. Really not yeah, yeah. Say, not <laughs> sage. Thanksgiving I said, it up. But I said know sage. about that. See, I said sage. <laughs> he goes, yeah, sage. No, no sage. You said yeah. And I was like, I'm like, yeah, no, no, not sage. 
pickle brine? It's, it's, like, it's like it's like a goza, <laughs> goza but with, with, with rice holes in it. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Salisbury um, steak? Yeah, going. Salisbury steak. No, not Salisbury steak. <laughs> Chad number three. I like it, but the first sip took. Took me by surprise. Yeah, it's, it was totally different than yeah. I, I thought it was. I, I thought it was going to be roastier and, and yeah, bigger than it was. Yeah, it's not roasty at all. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, so my number three is kind of like Marcus's. Um, Jesus. It's where, oh. Balls. Put it on the pre-stained table. Yeah, that's yeah. what I just did. Gross. <laughs> that thing my, just, and that, on my leg. That yeah. degard just blew up when you yeah. cracked it. Uh, it's, it's like a Sean's over-carbonated kombucha. <laughs> what? Oh God! You remember that Why episode, you huh? That? I remember everything. Chad's got a memory, man. Yeah. You listen to In One Day Radio at InOneDayRadio.com. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by ABB Public. Nice um, <laughs> So my number four is uh, is number three. Number three. Yes. Oh, thank God. Uh-huh. Um, is is really preparedness? Being prepared on brew day, and that means everything from making a yeast starter uh, the yep. night before, or even two or three days before, depending on what kind you're going to do. Um, the, the way my system's set up, I have two different burners, so I have to essentially keep two different propane tanks. Um, so I, if one if one propane tank goes dry, I have another one in the backup, and mm-hmm. I always fill the backup. I'm never without two tanks because I've had to stop brew days in the middle. I can fix that for you. You split the, yeah. Can, yeah, we can build a splitter for you. Yeah, we should. one tank. Um, but still, I would have two tanks. Um, because I've ran oh, out. Yeah, no, I definitely have a backup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because I've ran yeah. out of that, um, you know, during a brew day, and it's been the worst thing ever. Um, and then the yeast, the first time I had Imperial yeast, and I love Imperial yeast. I use them all the time now. That's mm-hmm. actually the only yeast I've used. But oh, their, fir- yeah. their first batch was, um, <laughs> it was over-pressurized. I so got a ham. <laughs> I had my beer. Did you have a, a can that blew up? Yeah. Oh, so no. I had my beer cooled. It was in my uh, kettle. I hadn't transferred it over into my fermenter because I like to pour the yeast in and then aerate the beer on top of it to mix in all the yeast. So I've got the yeast can down inside the fermenter, and it's my big 60-liter Speedle. And I open it up, That's good. and it explodes, oh. and it cuts my fingers up, and there's blood all in my fermenter. Oh, like, seriously. no. So... I had to completely clean, wash, and then re-sanitize my fermenter. And then I had to go out and buy yeast. And I'm like, oh, that beer is just sitting there. So it was always it's like, okay. yeah. So Draw cool. <laughs> but the nice the, the nice part I like about Imperial Yeast is I don't really have to do starters for sack yeah. beers any longer, yeah. which is really great. I'll still make my starter for my sours. But just the amount of time it takes to prepare for a brew day is insane Mm -hmm. like the recipe formulation tweaking it you know the night before and it's one of my favorite things to do it's almost really calming for for me to just sit down and just say okay all i'm gonna do is come up with a beer recipe and just do that and just being prepared and on the day have everything in its place where it needs to go and then just brew yeah and that's it so next time you get a little bit of that blood in your fermenter though if you add some goes it's delicious. <laughs> it cuts right through the, <laughs> through, uh, the, through the iron, iron and the, yeah. like the metallic kind of goes away. <laughs> <laughs> the lock jaw you get. Uh, my number three, don't drink before 11 a.m. <laughs> what? That's a good one. 11 a.m.? Well, like, it's kind of our so rule specific. What, if was... you don't, what if you don't brew until like one? You're okay. You can <laughs> just drink as much okay, as you want. Okay, wait a minute. So let's talk about that. <laughs> so if you don't brew till one, Sean, what were the beers you brought over last time? Do you remember? I don't. 
Exactly. <laughs> well, you brought over. You brought over. Don't drink before eleven. You brought over two sticky hands at what eight point eight percent or something yeah, like they're, that, they're and uh-huh. uh, it's something else that was pretty big. I stand by my word. Don't drink before eleven a.m. <laughs> that is funny. That's actually my uh, number two. <laughs> oh, see, but it's not before eleven a.m. That's okay. a stupid. That's like yeah. like the gremlins. Like don't feed them chicken after midnight. Like how would don't you feed know them anything after midnight? Come on. I just remember specifically chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Before eleven, but that's a good point. Like if because if you get too drunk, mm-hmm. and by the time you'll get sloppy, you'll forget you the whole hop edition. So, yeah, so yeah, you'll forget hop edition. So you, you won't be sanitizing like you mm-hmm. should be. Nope, all kinds of stuff. You'll number just, you two. Just get stupid, Marcus. You're number two. Number two. Don't drink before mash out. <laughs> that's my. That's exactly my number two. Because by the time you drink enough, you're you've by the time you've boiled and you started cooling, the alcohol that you've drank up to that point shouldn't be hitting you too hard until about right. then. Right. Yeah. And so, and I kind of have a rule too at mash out. I'm like, okay, start with like a session IPA yeah. or, or, you know, five, six percent. Berserker. Right. Go straight for Utopias. Get, yeah, Utopias. go straight for the Utopias. Um, I, I try to keep it to that level. And, and to be honest, I actually don't drink because I. <laughs> <laughs> Just that DeGarde is so, so tart. It is tart. Uh, because I try to, uh, uh, do number three or four, whatever is constantly clean. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a lot of time to drink. No. Uh, if I'm, if I'm keeping up on that, uh, I, it's actually not that hard to do, but once you hit the boil, if you've cleaned out your mash ton, mm-hmm. you typically have a, I typically have a little bit of time yeah, between the, the boil. Going, yeah. yeah. And, and like I've cleaned my mash ton. I'm like, yep. I've got some time. That's when I start really, you know, I can start drinking and yeah, because you're right. I have. There have been times I have forgotten complete hop editions. Mm-hmm. I for, the typical one I always forget half the time is Whirlflock. Yep, that last fifteen all minutes. All the time is I forget that one. Yep. Not all the time, but I, I forget it frequently. Uh, yeah, or have forgotten it frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, just little things like that. And you don't want to be, as Sean said, actually, and it's really important. And we kind of didn't talk about it, but. Um, Sanitizing, like by the time when you're cooling your beer down, if you're drunk cooling your beer mm. and transferring <laughs> it into a fermenter, yeah. that's not good. You're yeah. gonna forget things. You're, you're gonna get reckless. Yeah, you're not gonna sanitize a hose, or you're not gonna sanitize your fermenter, or yeah. you're just not gonna be careful. You're gonna drag something on the ground, or oh, you know, and things yeah. like that. And it's like you do not want to spend all that time, and then two weeks later go in there and go, oh, this thing had some wild bacteria yeah. in it, and it smells terrible. Right. So. It, no. That's important, I think. You know, you have plenty of time afterwards to drink up, or in my case, not drink and just fall asleep. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, um, you don't yeah. want to spend all that time and, and screw it up at the end. Right. Yeah. So. All that money down the drain. Yeah, and not even money, just the time and effort. Well, all of it. And you want to taste what you put time and effort into trying to create. Yeah. So my number two. Make You're sure skip Chad, huh? just skip me altogether. Well, Chad, you guys had the same thing. Yeah, but I was going to say oh. um, that I, I I enjoy brewing. And, uh, I do too. <laughs> no, I'm just delaying. <laughs> no, I I did have I did have that rule for a long I'm time. I'm never have his trying to go with you here. <laughs> and uh, but I've I've kind of cheated on that rule where um I'll I'll say all right no beer until mash out. But I'm like well I'm recirking my mash. That's pretty much mashing out, right? Because I recirc my mash the last 15 minutes. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll sneak one in. But yes, I agree. Yeah. All right, Sean. Wait before before I go. What is this Degard we're having? What is this? It's, it's the Jose Hosa. 
So it's a, I've had this. Yes. Okay. And this you is the tequila. That, yes. Okay. You had this oh. up in my house. It's a mezcal barrel. Oh, mezcal. I okay. Think. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. This it is... doesn't have the smokiness of a mezcal, though. No. Mezcal is no. usually this really is, smoky. This is this is. Uh, it tastes a little bit margarita-y, but it's yeah. very yeah, yeah. lactic. Uh, this sour. is one of the. I, I don't even want to guess what the pH dropped on this beer, but this is one of the tartest gozas I've ever had. It's very well for a goza. It's incredibly tart. It's so tart. This is this reminds me of the pickle brine. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up. What, Sean. Wait a minute. Are you saying my goza is as tart as this? My goza is not anywhere near no, as tart as that. The pickle brine add, add, added that. The though. additive. Yeah. You know what, we're gonna we're gonna do a pickle brine beer. Can we go get? You know, guys, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go to Safeway. I'm gonna pick up some pickles. <clears throat> get some classic. Some classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sandwich stackers, the perfect uh, pickle for stacking. Okay, my number two. <laughs> in Goza. My number two. <laughs> I think they missed out on that marketing. Uh, they totally coming did. in at number two. Most requested song of the year. Uh, make sure all supplies are purchased and prepped by the day before, meaning make sure you have your yeast, your hops, your grain, any additions. And in the early days before you had the cooler thing, uh, make sure you get your ice and all the things you're going to need to cool. Because yeah. we've run into that yeah. problem. Where, like we're brewing well, and before w- the wort chiller, like, oh, we don't have any ice. <laughs> like, I want to have to run to the store and get ice and yeah, I'm yeah. running back we've and just that, yeah. make sure, you know, yeah. nothing. Have gonna, a checklist, yeah. Yeah, so, so we talked about recipes earlier, so make sure when you know your recipe, make sure you know what you're going to need and yeah. just get mm. it all the day before. Don't get in a panic when you run out of something or you didn't get something and you're in the middle of the process and yeah. that can screw things up. Definitely. And, and talking about the ice, um, Preparing all that, so do you, you recirc your uh, the what goes through your cooler plate whenever you're chilling down? Yeah, so now yeah. yeah, so now I yeah, actually have a, a pump thing. that goes through my my awesome. plate chiller, so I do a little whirlpool action awesome. with it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I, I think we're it's kind of funny because we all had like a little bit different so far in the top mm-hmm. five, but they've all been pretty much mm-hmm. they they matched and are the same. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's it's good. like Sean is on our private. Uh, thread, I am thread, but he's not. And all he wants to do you is get off of it. Just ignore Sean. On the way, I want to get off. I want to get off the I am thread. I'm not on. <laughs> Who is this? He is going third. Yeah. So it's is, easy for yeah. him to. He's not really reading anything on here. He's. he's, no. he's... I've, I've pre-created all your lists. Yeah. Marcus, speaking of your list, what's your number one? Number one is your kisses on my list by Holland Oates. Yeah. Yeah. Who? <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, number one is going to be, I don't know, it's kind of cheesy, but I don't care. You say, Love your beer. Are you going to say have fun or just enjoy it? It's a hobby. Yeah. It's your hobby. You've chosen to do this. You've chosen to put a lot of time and effort into it. You better have fun. Yeah. And you better enjoy the day. So if you do the other five things that all of us have listed, then you know what? Then your brew day, ultimately, it's a lot of work, It's but you should have fun. Mm-hmm. Have friends over. Yep. Um, you know, go through your stuff, but enjoy what you're doing. Enjoy the creation you're making, and um, you know, a few weeks later, taste it, see what you think of it. Maybe craft another recipe that you might want to alter or tweak or do something mm-hmm. different with. But yeah, have a good time. Like it's a brew day. And yeah. that you could t- be doing a lot worse things. I know. And and that, we really have it easy. And that we do. That's all we're worrying about is a brew. I was listening to the uh, Brewing Network, and they had a guy who was a home brewer in Israel. On oh. on. And I'm like, and, and listening to the challenges that he has, and they were asking him questions like, so when the... How do you keep the shrapnel out? Yeah, like yeah, when the sirens oh. go off, like when... He's like, where do, you, away. where do you brew? Oh, I brew out in my backyard. Well, so when the sirens go off for the bombs, what do you do with your wart when you're trying to, oh ch- you know, blah, God. it's like stuff like that. I'm like, 
Okay, you know what? I'm out on a, I'm out, you know, in uh, I'm out on our farm. I'm brewing. I have friends over. It's like this this is it doesn't get what are you better. Doing? Yeah. You're choosing come. to spend your weekend doing this. We're, have fun. I like, know. We're, we're that, really lucky to do that. But that really ties into both your guys number 6 with you know, like the music and the atmosphere and yeah. it is. Set yeah. up everything and have yeah. you know, the food, all that like just make it a day, make it an mm-hmm. event. Yeah. If you, you mm-hmm. know, it's fine. I don't mind making it an event yeah. and having fun with it. And I remember yeah, my so. early days in brewing I, I kept a list like what was I listening to? What was the weather like? What you know? Just I, I noted everything that was going on in the mm-hmm. environment mm-hmm. just because I thought you know that could be important down the road. Yeah. So I used to note all that stuff. I quit doing it because I just don't Cause, care because you started mixing <laughs> brines and don't let anyone in that might ruin it for you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't let a toxic uh, brewer into your. Yes. <laughs> Chad, what's your number? Don't open one? a jar of pickles. Whatever <laughs> yeah. you do on a brew day. Um. Yeah, my number one is um, uh, is record everything that you're doing. So during a brew day, yes. one of the, the biggest things is okay. I have a I have I have a not necessarily a journal. It's not necessarily a recipe because I store all my recipes in Beersmith. So mm-hmm. I create the recipe. It's there. It's it's basically my brew timer. Mm-hmm. But I I have my refractometer out, so I'm checking the first running uh, how much efficiency I'm getting. I want that so, but I don't have a refractometer. So yet. Y- yeah, you can usually get <laughs> you know on. Even Amazon runs really good deals on cheaper fractometer or fractometer. Fractometer. <laughs> it's not it's just me. They brew. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. They brewed like crazy on that show. Frack. Frack. Uh, good show, by the way. Oh yeah, great show. Um, so my refractometer, and and I'll, I'll have a hydrometer too for my final gravity test. We broke our hydrometer. And I bought another one. Okay. You break every hydrometer. They all break. Yeah, they all break. I think we've been through three now. Yeah, something like that. Brain, yeah. Um, but I'm recording it, and I'm recording. You know, um, and it's not necessarily like. For it, it's for repeatability, yeah, yeah, for sure. But also, it's um, honing in your equipment. Mm-hmm. Honing in your equipment is really hard. Like, so, all right, how many gallons? It is, yeah. How, how many gallons did I start off with in my hot laker tank? And by the end of my my mash out, how how many gallons did I really run? How much am I losing in my mash tune? Mm-hmm. How much dead space? All of that stuff. How mm-hmm. much did my temperature drop? Yeah. Um, because all of that is important. I mean, yeah. even a couple degrees during a mash is going to completely change the mouthfeel of your beer, the body. In your alcohol or your your you know your efficiency, mm-hmm. as far as that goes. So, um, and pitch rates, um, I in everything as far as that goes, and I keep um, <clears throat> it's those tags that you can tie onto things. But like on every one of my fermenters is a tag with the day I brewed it, what the original gravity was, mm-hmm. every time I've sampled it, what did it drop to, um, when did I uh, my, add my dry hops, when did I add my sour culture, when was it transferred, mm-hmm. just everything, just for repeatability. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, not that I've brewed the same recipe over and over again, but for a lot of my base sour recipes. Sours, it's important, yeah. Yeah, and <clears throat> especially, like, with those grain bills and everything, I'm keeping the same proportions Yeah. for everything. Yeah. So, like, I, I have proportions that I use for all my sour beers, and it's, you know, this percentage of this, this, and this. I'll put it in Beersmith, and I'll say, all right, I'm brewing on this system. I want to make this many gallons. And then I can just slide my little bar over and say, all right, this is what I want to OG at. And mm-hmm. it automatically it auto-calculates. It's right there. Yep. So calculating it as you brew is super important. Like one of the first things that professional brewers do whenever they get into a new system is they'll do just a water test through their whole system. Yeah. Where do I lose my water? How much evaporation am I getting from my boil kettle? Yeah, that's important to know too. It's yeah. huge. Yep. So um, <clears throat> it's the complete opposite of the have fun that you just said. Mine is, is like the uh, the audit man coming to your house and, and <laughs> doing a census and taking care of all that stuff. But I, I yeah. 
I incorporated that into Beer Smith talk. So all of what he just said was like when I said I use Beer I Smith, I put all of that stuff in. It's the yeah. same thing, like especially totally. with my with my aged beers. I mean, mm. all my notes are in Beer Smith. Everything you just talked about. Um, what if China I've got all hacks of, you I've got all of my carboys <laughs> labeled with with if the numbering uh, scheme and all yep. that translates into what's in what and what I've done with what and where and when and blah blah right. blah. Yep. Um, I'm even do you know I'm even looking at getting a water test kit since I use well water and yeah. I already know that my I know that I have certain deficiencies from some minerals and my pH is oh, low. Oh, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> my pH is you low. Have great minerals. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> there's this little blue pill that you can add. <laughs> it makes lot. everything better. <laughs> I just snorted. <laughs> But if your beer is better for four hours or longer, yeah, you, yeah, you need to go really see a doctor. See a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I agree with you 100. percent I'm, you know, how do you know that pill's blue? How do I? Because <laughs> that's the joke, isn't it? Is it the little blue pill? Is it? Yeah, uh, yeah is I it believe right? it is. Actually, is that a joke? It's a or diamond that... shape, I think. Is it? I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All these guys speculating. <laughs> it comes in a. It comes in a 50 count. I mean, come on, guys, you're with me here, right? I believe a 50 count would cost you about a thousand dollars. No idea. Jeez, yeah. It's made of uh, rhinoceros horn. <laughs> uh, let's wrap this up. My number one, and Marcus, it was your number four. Uh, just make sure your recipe is good to go. Oh, you know yeah. what you're doing. But to contradict myself, the best beer I ever made on my own here at the house uh, doing extract was I, I did a fresh hop CDA with Could the you make it with, again with the nuggets that I did out of my yard, and I didn't write one goddamn thing down. Yeah, I, did, I didn't write anything down. I thought I'm going to just freeball this thing. Sure, and I just I. It's going to be a one-off. It'll never be repeated. It was so good. It was the best beer I ever made on my own. And the next year, I tried to repeat it, and it was fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, fuck, I everything down. But I, I tried to copy it off the top of my head, and I ate, it was just terrible. Yeah. Huh. But still, so. I mean, that's the that's the fun yeah. part. Yeah. And I used to... I used the fun to... part is producing shitty beer. Is <laughs> <laughs> non-repeatability. Yeah. And everything that we... we and said. all that wasted money on ingredients. But I, I did used to brew with a friend that was just like, he would go into the kitchen and grab stuff. Like yeah. the yeah. kitchen, I, like sugars and oh, just, and our friend Douglas would do that. He's like, "Hey, let's throw a donut in there," you know. And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Plan ahead. All right, guys, that's the show, man. We're do- we're good. It? That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we're done. <laughs> Might be the longest Portland beer. We haven't even podcast. shot enough video yet. Yeah, well, I know. that'll all be post. Oh, uh, so, Chad, tell people where they can find you with your brew shack shenanigans. So you can find me uh, Facebook backslash backslash brew. Sh- that's like a terrible Guns N' Roses tribute band. You can search fast <laughs> slash. Who's, who's that? You can Bass search. Uh, you can search the YouTube uh, hashtag Brewshack one word. Um, I'm on the Twitter and Instagram at Before Noon Brew, and uh, just search for Brewshack on Facebook, and and you'll get me there. Do we have yep. a teaser for the next episode? Um, the next episode is actually going to be uh, these two guys I'm sitting with here right now, and uh, oh. they're going to come down to the shack, oh. and we're going to do that. And then they're uh, trying to promote. Yeah, and. Uh, so we're going to do a, a prairie, probably centric episode, but um, I'm, I have some other ideas for some other stuff too. So, uh, looking forward to a crossover episode uh, as soon as my bowels, or as soon as I'm, <laughs> I've got a free day, and um, <laughs> and uh, no, so uh, and I had some footage I shot back in Oklahoma and New York that I'm going to kind of piece together in like a uh, the brew shack goes on the road, and I just came mm-hmm. up with that, so that sounds good. Nice, um, that does sound amazing. Yeah, and hopefully. Uh, <laughs> 
I, I had talked to those guys about Great Notion. Hopefully, we got a collaboration coming up soon. So I'm going to shoot some stuff down there with those guys, nice. which should be fun. Well, um, hopefully, promoting OBF a little bit and uh, doing some more cooking. Yes, and that's what we're doing. We will be at OBF ourselves. Uh, Marcus, <laughs> anything to promote? <laughs> No. no. Okay. Yeah, well, I think I did enough for Viagra today. Do uh, I need anything more? So you can find more about us. If you want to find us on Twitter, we're at, at PDX Beer Club. Facebook, we're at Portland Beer Club. Untapped, we're at uh, – what is it now? I've changed it. I have to update that. We're on Untapped, I swear. I'll get it out to you. And at Instagram, we're at Portland Beer Club Podcast. And also, if you want to hear more stuff kind of related to what we do here, you can go listen to InOneDayRadio.com. We do another podcast that's beer-focused, but not all about beer. This is our all-about-beer, kind of your uh, beer share online thing. It's your online bottle share, man. Yeah, your online bottle share, yeah. That's how I say it. It's where you make everyone (laughs) feel really left out. Is that what is that what you feel when you're not here? Yeah, you I feel left out. It's like, oh, that sounds like fun. It's like, oh, they've got Obed on for the 18th time. Well, because Obed brings like fucking killer beer. Yeah, he brings. The guy the knows every, sure. he knows everything that's going on in town. So he's yeah, he's like our MVP. And I actually tried to get him to sit into I'm, it, but I'm he's friends, working. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's I'm, I'm friends with him on Facebook now. Yeah. By, the, by oh, the way, yeah. Hey, watch yourself. Yeah, I he's know. my Obed. God, Sean. <laughs> No, I tried to get him on tonight, but he, he had to work at Main Brew, our spon- one of our – well, no, they don't sponsor this show. They sponsor the other show. Yeah. Not Main Brew. He's at ABV. Same place. Whatever. We'll be back in uh, two weeks with episode nine, and I don't even know what we're going to talk about. But uh, Oh, Portland Beer Club <laughs> – all one word, Portland – capital Portland, capital beer, capital club – Podcast. Another word. The second word is podcast. That's our untap. It's difficult, but yeah, that is. You know, it's on our. Go to our website. It, we have, there's a link on our website. I think okay. so at portlandbeerclubpodcast.com, and you can find our untapped link and check us out there. Because I just I can't say it right now. <laughs> what are you doing? We're going live again. Oh, we're going live again. Okay. Well, as we were winding down. So, anyways, people, we'll talk to you in two weeks with episode nine. Take care. That's been another episode of the Portland Beer Club podcast. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at Portland Beer Club or Twitter at PDX Beer Club. Feel free to contact me at PortlandBeerClub at gmail.com if you have any news, feedback, or just want to say hi. See you next time.